Hi everyone, this is Dyer with Northwest Nerd. Nick and I were recently at the Jet City Comic Show in Tacoma. It was actually the convention's 10th year, 10th anniversary show, which in the grand scheme of things is pretty notable, especially among the vast array of Comic Cons and similar events throughout the Northwest. So for this Northwest Nerd Spotlight, we are focusing on the Jet City Comic Show. Later on, we will chat with James Taylor, one of the show's organizers. But first, a quick check-in with Brad Camp, who, if you remember from episode 321, he is with Venator Impala, a 1967 Chevy Impala that has been remodeled to be a screen-accurate car from the show Supernatural. There are many, many fans embarking on a journey to craft screen-accurate cars like this one, and Brad's family is among them. So we caught up with Brad while he was showing Venator at Jet City Comic Show. At the time, it had been nearly a year since Venator arrived back in the Northwest on a truck from Kansas where the work had been done. Jet City was the car's last show for the year, and this was after spending months driving through Comic-Cons and other fan events throughout the region. One of my favorite features that I did last year was the Supernatural feature. Right. It was one I was trying to do for a long time, uh, mainly because it's a fandom of my own, and I probably paid more attention to you guys and what you were doing with your car than I did to other features, admittedly. So that was at the start. Yeah, that was a year ago. Venator. Yeah, a year yeah. ago. I was like at the start of where you guys were at. What has happened since then? Well, it's great. You were there at the beginning of Venator's story here in, in the Seattle area. You were there when she came off the truck from the build. And uh, Venator is a 1967 Impala. It's a supernatural car. It's been restored to be a show replica for the a TV show Supernatural. Yeah, show Right down replica. to the Army Guy and the Ashtray. So we, we've been doing a lot of uh, conventions, cons, uh, comic shows with mm -hmm. it over the year. We went to Vancouver for the Supernatural convention. Yeah. And uh, probably did eight or nine big shows with it this year and a few smaller ones. Uh, just to get the fandom out involved, interaction with the car, because it really yeah. is a fan experience with them. They got props and things like that. But the cool thing was, we've raised money with the car. Um, the I'm Alive is one of the foundations that we supported, and we've raised a couple thousand dollars just from people donating money to come pose with the car, do pictures with the car. And, and I'm Alive is a great charitable organization for crisis outreach and, and youth awareness for crisis help. Uh, yeah. And have folks actually uh, gotten into the back and peeled back that that little uh you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah the initials the on the package tray, do that? yeah that's yeah. the one thing that's not immediately obvious that i'm wondering like that's the little extra details that are in this car that i don't think people like realize a lot of folks can go get a delorean and dress up as doc maybe they don't go like the full way to actually make it to a time machine this car is point by point screen accurate to the show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We how, can we, how, we we can spot a super fan. They'll go looking for that package tray. SW. Oh yeah. EW, initials carved in there. They, if I see them going for it, I know that's a super fan right there. So how have the fans actually been receiving it pretty well? Because I know great. how I feel when yeah. I see it. It's like family. Wherever we go, wherever you see the supernatural logo or anything with or along the the family line, you become instant family. And I just met a lady here. The show really helped her through some times growing up 15 years it's been on the air for 15 years yeah and uh helped her with a lot of stuff and and i told her it's true whenever we go out with the car and someone sees a logo you automatically feel like you're part of a bigger family 
And that's really what it helped us grow our presence here is we wanted to be a part of that family as well. Let me ask you about that family because it is coming to a close, 15 yeah. years. I mean, what has the conversation been like in the scene about Supernatural now that, I mean, as we speak, we have embarked on the last and final season? It is. It's, it's bittersweet. It really is. Uh, a lot of people know you know, the stories of the actors' personal lives and they have their growing families. They have other projects they want to do. Jensen's doing some singing. Um, you know, Misha's got cookbooks out, so the yeah. cast has a family. So we're, as a, as a fandom, we're excited. They're moving on and doing things with the family. Um, wrapping up some parts of the show. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm not sure when this will air, but there's a lot of, there's a, there's a, it's going to be a very emotional ride for a lot of fans. There's, yeah. And, uh, that's all I really want to say too much is season 15 it's bring your Kleenexes because there's some real tier things coming up and uh, I think um, there'll be some good good conclusions but I'm hoping I, I haven't seen any scripts I have no connection to the show so I don't know any of the inside details but the the fandom talk is hopefully they'll leave something open maybe for a, a mini series or something down the road in a year or two so and the only reason I say that is because they're not they're not dumping the props out to the market for sale. They're like keeping some things inside, in house, maybe. So, so you gotta wonder what's gonna uh, happen. Maybe they're keeping a few key things for a future uh, feature at some point. Feature film, yeah. maybe something like that. Yeah, hopefully. Well, let me ask you about this. We're talking about the end of Supernatural on TV. Yeah. <clears throat> um, this is we're talking to you at Jet City Comic Con right now in Tacoma. Right. And this is your last convention or event with Venator for the year. For the year, right. But this isn't the final time we will, we will see you. So Venator will drive on maybe into 2020 with some Absolutely. Okay. Yep, we're already scheduled for VanCon 2020 uh, okay. up in Vancouver, which is a huge convention. If you're into Supernatural, you need to go to Vancouver. Get your passport, get up there, because it's, it's, everybody's there. That's where they film the show. And uh, it's, 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 it was one of the most fun things we've been involved in up in Vancouver. Um, just the fandom. Uh, we're we're back here, uh, Jet City next year, most likely SummerCon next year. Uh, we're trying to find out if we can get into some of the larger Seattle cons, you know, the Emerald City event. So we're we're putting together our little packages to send out to some of these other folks to try and expand our presence outside of the Seattle area. And hopefully, and Venator definitely is. It's a fan car. We're going to do shows long after the series ends. The fandom will, will be there for a long time. Thank you, Brad. You can look forward to seeing Venator at other events in the Northwest in the years to come. Now, even if you are not into Supernatural, I recommend you check out this car because it's just beautiful for starters and it's just impressive how much detail has gone into it. Next up, we have James Taylor. He's with Jet City Comic Show, which takes place in Tacoma each year. Along with Brian Meredith and some volunteers, they have crafted a sustainable comic show for 10 years. The convention scene, it's one where a lot of events kind of come and go, and many struggle just to even make it work. So with that in mind, I sat down with James to not only discuss the story of Jet City Comic Show, but also get his perspective on how to make conventions work. So originally, before we started Jet City, my partner Brian, he was one of the founders, four founders of Emerald City Comic Con. 
Um, I would be like the fifth Beatle, whereas I helped. I wasn't one of the owners, but I did a lot of the advertising, marketing, and a bunch of that other stuff. And I was one of the few guys, well, the only guy out of all of them, that had actually worked at convention outside of the small little swap meet style shows outside of our state, you know, and gone across country and did all that. So as Emerald City was growing, we saw which direction it was going. It was going to go a little bit more pop culture, as in more actors and folk. Not they still have a great focus on right. comics. It's just, I mean, you know, especially now they're just full on a ton of actors and high yeah. price stuff. And we saw locals getting priced out. So me and Brian, he was still fa- uh, owner of Emerald City. We decided we talked to the guys. It's like we're going to start this other little show, kind of a throwback. Just focus on comics, focus on local creators. You know, because even, you know, pros that are from Oregon, you know, from Portland area and Seattle, they're kind of being overshadowed in Emerald City because Artist Alley was getting big and huge. And, you know, you're starting to bring in talent from outside. And so we just want to put the focus back on local and affordability because people were starting to get priced, especially vendors out of Emerald City because the price was going up. Yeah. You know, and nowadays, I mean, it's it's really expensive to set up there. Um, And it's expensive for the fan. I mean, what is it about $60 a day? For a ticket at Emerald City, yeah. plus parking is at what minimum twenty-five, probably thirty a day. You know, and that's money that's not getting onto the show floor. So you know, so it was an affordable show, ten bucks a day back then, um, and we're a little bit more expensive now. But basically, we don't want to take money out of the pockets, as little money as we can, out of the vendors, the fans, so that they can spend that money on the vendors and the artists and all that. And that kind of it, it goes to the. Uh uh, the affordability factor you're talking mm-hmm. about. You you wanted folks to actually come and have an attraction to the vendors, the reason right. for actually being there. And this does seem to be a very vendor-driven show. You walk around here, there's a very uh, unique and diverse array of different vendors, what they're selling, what they're peddling. I'm right. watching somebody do tea across from us. Over there is somebody who makes everything from uh, pot holders to aprons and things like that. And now I'm also looking at cars in front of me, which is a separate attraction. Right. That seems to be quite an array. I'm saying all this to lead up to one of my questions. It's almost just the all-inclusive question, how do you con? What's your formula? How do you find that makes Jet City work for you? So it's hard. It's hard to work. Honestly, it depends what you want. Like a comic book convention right now, the market is saturated. But it's find your niche. It's find what you love to do. And that's what I tell people even for career-wise. Hey, go for what you truly love. And so find your niche and be a little bit different. And you have to work on scheduling a little bit. A lot of shows, new shows started popping up, and they were like scheduling right around us and Geek Girl and Bellingham. And we've all been around for 10, 12 years. Um, and they these new shows, and it's like, well, why are you scheduling? Like, we intentionally were six months away from Emerald City. Um, now, at the time, there weren't a whole bunch of shows. There was only a couple of us. Kind of l- see what the groundwork is. Don't schedule super close to other shows that are similar mm-hmm. just because you got the same audience and the fan dollars getting stretched, and they can only support so many different shows. Um, but just find your niche. It's hard work. Be organized. Work ahead. Get stuff done way ahead of time. Yeah. Um, don't wait till the last second on anything because it is the last month or two is nuts. It's a full time job. So this is interesting. I didn't plan on asking you this, mm-hmm. but you're the umpteenth different person who has mentioned the whole idea of saturation of conventions, sure. especially in the Northwest area. Yeah. I call this area the nerdiest and you know region in perhaps the, in the United States. Sure. With so many conventions. 
our local geekonomy, if you will, has a lot of conventions, businesses, vendors. They all kind of similar. If you go to one convention, you see another one over here. You kind of learn similar faces and all that. Right. Could you expand on that saturation thing? Do you feel that we've reached peak pop culture convention, or do you feel that there's still more room for growth in certain areas? Um, there's probably room for growth in certain areas. Mm -hmm. It's, but a lot of us share the same fan base. Like there's Crypticon and comic book conventions. We have yeah. some overlap, but not a whole lot. But when you start talking, you know, any any comic book conventions, I mean, and there's a lot of them. Yeah. We all have share the same audience. You know, now some people pick and choose which show they're going to. And obviously Emerald City is the granddaddy here mm -hmm. now. Um, it's, I think the problem is, is once again, I mean, especially here in the Northwest, the cost of living has skyrocketed yeah. the last few years. And then, you know, how much, it's about expendable cash for fans. How many shows they could go to. And then, you know, going and buying from vendors and all that, it's, it's expensive. Um, so they could only support so many shows and even not just on a local level, on a national level, there's at least six other two or three day shows happening this weekend. Yeah. In Texas, there's literally one every weekend throughout the state of Texas, if not two. Do you feel that that's able to be supported if it's done right? Because in Texas, I'm assuming you're talking about a series of smaller conventions as opposed oh. to what we have here, which is, I don't know, what did you say, the granddaddy or so? Right. That, uh, they've got Emerald a, City Comic Con and, a, and different sizes all over the place. So they've got a few big shows, maybe not quite as big as Emerald City, yeah. uh, but they're, they're up there, you know, they're three or four days. Uh, but they have a lot of shows like our size. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we've got I don't know, 200, at least 200 different vendors in here. So, right. you know, which is pretty good size. I mean, we're, some people think compared to Emerald City, we're small, but truthfully, we're kind of like a small, like a mid-size-ish show, um, especially traditionally. I wouldn't refer to you guys as small, and we go to uh, small cons right. quite a bit, um, and large cons. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely put you, like, mid-size, kind of yeah. what you said. Um, final question, kind of in this realm, is sure. do you feel that niche is starting to play more of a role? We've mentioned Crypticon. It's a good uh -huh. example. Geek Girl, that's another good one. That's a great one, yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, Norwest Con off the top of my head. Right. I mean, all these We're, are very, very different meetings and, and angles right. on the same audience. Do you feel that in the future folks are going to have to kind of start picking some different interest niche to kind of differentiate themselves? I, I think if you want to stand out from the crowd, yes. Okay. Um, so for us, we're kind of a generic comic book convention. Uh, we're traditional, very traditional in that, you know, we've got four actors. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not bringing in 10, 20 big stars that are going to cost $60 to get an autograph from. And that's not what we want. Um, so for us, it's kind of that old school niche, but we're also the first to have a mascot. So it was kind of a little marketing niche oh. with our bomber girl. No show had done that. Now the guys saw us at Emerald City, you know, and we all worked together when we first started. They're like, oh, you know what? That's a great idea. And so like two years after us, they started doing their generic superhero, which yeah. I'm not sure if they're still doing that. I haven't paid much attention. When you go to the website, I think the little the little waiting icon when they're loading the page is the a logo. superhero. Yeah. That's immediately off the top of my head. But we switched yeah. the lo Yeah, they switched the logo to that look. But, yeah. you know, they brought in cosplayers to dress up as the generic super Emerald yeah. City superhero at some point. They had a motorcycle that was being built, you know, things like oh. that. You know, but, you know, so we were the kind of the first and show we were the first show in the northwest for sure to do that mm -hmm. um 
So yeah, finding a niche and also a marketing angle too. I mean, you know, it's business still. As much as we love comic books, it's still business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you got you got to have a certain angle if you want to stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Um, otherwise, if you know you want to put on a show like us, that's great. But then you got to convince people why they should come to your show over, let's say, well, Jet City, um, or whatever other show you want to come up with. Just because, you know, once again, fans can only pick so many shows. They can only go to so many. Why do you feel that Jet City has been as successful as it is? Ten years, I think, is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, uh, I see a lot of cons come and go. Some of sure. them are only just one-offs. Yeah, you know? one or two years. Yeah. Right. And some of them I know that are still going, but they're so struggling to even make the numbers work. Right. I mean, why do you feel that uh, Jet City is kind of like a, a mainstay? So for us, we struggled when we were first in Seattle. So three years in Seattle before we moved to Tacoma. Well, the Jet City, right? You're right. Yeah. And, that, and that's kind of where the name came from. Now, nationally, nobody knows Tacoma is the city of destiny, you know. Yeah. Heck, they don't even know what Jet City really means. Um, they don't even know Seattle's named Jet City. Yeah. Um, but so for us, it, it was a struggle the first three years because everybody saw us as such a smaller show. And, you know, we were that old school show. But when we moved down here, it, it popped off. The community really came around us. But I think people that come in, uh, both vendors and fans, they love the atmosphere. That's the thing. And so we get a lot of people that are kind of tired of bumping shoulders at Emerald City, you know, and fighting over boxes, picking through comics. Yeah. Or tired of, the, can't afford the expenses anymore. Or we bring in a lot of new fans as well that never done a comic book convention. They're like, oh, this is kind of cool. So it's just kind of this fun atmosphere. It's relaxed. And I think that's one of the things that people really enjoy about the show. And the vendors, our guests love it. Because, yeah, you can make more money at a big show like New York or San Diego or Emerald City or a lot of others, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't get to talk to fans hardly at all. So the, you get a really, for them, they get to really build a, their uh, fan base, you know, because they get to engage. Same with the celebrities. It's not just go in, take a picture, and you're out in two seconds. You can chat with our celebrities here. Mm -hmm. And honestly, we try to bring in ones that are super friendly and nice and you know, this year we got Gil Gerard, Felix, and Carla, and Melody, and they're just awesome. Each one of them is really nice. And honestly, we've been lucky for all 10 of these years when we have had celebrities. They've, none of them, we haven't had any divas or anything like that. You know, it's no big egos. And same with comic book guests. Um, it's, you know, we, we try to bring in friendly guests that are not only appealing from a fan standpoint, but are also friendly. And honestly, it's just, about, we love, all we know is comic books, right? We've both, both Brian and I have been in the comic book industry for 20, 25 years each at some level. You know, I worked as an artist in comic books. I ran a publishing company. Brian has worked at comic book stores for 25 years. So this is all we know kind of thing. And I think that kind of, we love comic books. We love the industry. And I think people kind of feel that from us, I hope. And I, maybe that's why people enjoy our show. And now you are showing love for podcasts because I have been begging conventions to have some sort of new media section mm -hmm. here. Uh, I'm speaking to you right now from Jet City Comic Con's tabling area that you have set aside uh -huh. just for podcast. And I always say the podcasters, streamers, 
Uh, online content creators are essentially kind of like the voices of the geek community. They're kind of right. keeping the voice going when the conventions are happening. And so, thank you from our oh. end of the table. It is very much appreciated. It, it was new for us, you know. We're like podcasters are always walking around, and if we can give them this kind of cheap space to not only sit and do interviews, but also have flyers to promote your podcast. I mean, because yeah. this is your audience here too. Right. Our potential right. audience. And it's awkward because we're not selling anything right. other than ourselves. Right. But, um, you know, you brought a nice banner behind you so kind of people kind of know, yeah. you know, get an idea. And then you got the microphones here and and then you've got some giveaways, which is cool. I mean, yeah. you know, now we have to work, you know, figure out, you know, maybe a better space for you guys next year maybe. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk to you guys after and see if you like this here or you want to be somewhere else or yeah. put you in the lobby, which... You know, like we have Crypticon out in the lobby. Right. We have the Tacoma Art Museum. Like, we want to help promote similar type things. I mean, for us, that's what it is. It's promoting. Yeah. We want more co- comic book readers. We want, hey, if we can help podcasts get more followers, that's yeah. awesome. With that, I'm going to say thank you again. Thank you for throwing a convention. And thank you for having Northwest Nerd uh, at a space here at the convention. We truly do appreciate it. Well, thank you. And thank you for coming here and, you know, setting up and... Yeah, helping promote Jet City as well, you know, talking about us and everything. Appreciate it. A very special Northwest Nerd thank you goes out to James Taylor with Jet City Comic Show as well as Brad Camp with Venator and Paula. They both have websites and social media pages if you want to know any more information, as does... Northwest Nerd. So if you haven't yet, please go give us a follow or a like on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can find all our podcast magazine episodes and our spotlights at nw-nerd.com. Our awesome theme music that you are hearing right now is locally sourced. It's by the Hoot Hoots. And there is a magazine episode coming up next week. So with that, this is Dyer Oxley with Northwest Nerd.